Welcome to Christian Assembly, a family church. Since 1930, we've been serving the communities of Western Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia with the good news of Jesus Christ. With over 40 years of Bible teaching and ministry experience, Pastor Bill brings faith-filled revelation from God's Word. We believe with you, wherever you are, that God will inspire and change your life through the following teaching. For more information about Christian Assembly, follow us on social media or visit our website at cafamily.net. few thoughts here. You know, we want to follow the plan from the beginning when God moved by His Spirit. It was after the Word was spoken. The Word was spoken and God moved by His Spirit, right? To honor the Word that was spoken. So let there be light and there was light. And so we give the Holy Spirit something to work with when we speak the Word over our lives, our situations, or whatever. And recently, just a few things share. I believe that I'm sharing to, for all of us that God has given me so that we could get to the place where he wants us to be. Yes. Last week, we talked about the fear of God and how we need another baptism when it comes to the fear of the living God. Reverential fear of God, a controlling motive of the heart and life and more, in matters moral and spiritual, and a wholesome dread of displeasing God in any way. So there's a healthy fear, there's an unhealthy fear, there's a constructive fear and a destructive fear. And so when we really truly fear God, it's a healthy thing. It's constructive. Because we don't want to displease him in any way when we really fear him. But then also for tonight, it's just about putting on humility. Humbling ourselves before God. Anybody want to be lifted up? Yeah. Yeah. Well, want to be lifted up? What do we have to do? Humble ourselves before God. So look in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 12. This is from the Holman Christian Standard Bible. Therefore, God's chosen ones, holy and loved. Aren't those wonderful words? Look at that. You're a chosen one. You're holy. You're loved. Yes. Put on heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Notice that humility is something that we put on. Did you notice that? It doesn't come to us naturally. It's something that we have to put on. In other words, we have to add it to our character. As a matter of fact, what humility really is, is following the very example of our Lord. The Bible says he emptied himself, he humbled himself to become a man. And as I thought about that, I really, really delved into that. Can you imagine that act of humility? What it took for him to leave the estate at the right hand of the majesty on high. To humble himself to the degree that he would become a part of his own creation. That he would enter into this realm through natural childbirth. It's incomprehensible. As a matter of fact, he's the gift unspeakable because there's no word that you can use to describe what he did. Mm -hmm. But the second person of deity that the universe cannot hold or any temple built by man can possibly hold enter this realm to a birth. Wrap your brain around that one. Mm -hmm. So he made a decision to Humble himself, and he's telling us, make a decision to clothe yourself with humility and follow that example. Now, on the other hand, pride is effortless. Pride is effortless. Why? Well, because 
of course, we hang around with the devil in this world, in this world system. And as a result, it's very easy for people who are exposed to Satan and exposed to this world and really the human flesh to be prideful. Look in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 16. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. So therefore, pride is something just like the lust of the eyes and the flesh that has to be resisted. Think about it. We have to stand against it. Why? It's effortless. It's just there. It takes you back to the fall when the devil said, I will, I will, I will, I will, I will. Think about Solomon. Think about the wealth, the riches, the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding that Solomon had. And all that he wrote about being wise and fearing God. And then what happens to him? He marries 700 women and has 300 concubines. And they take his heart and tear it away from God. Now, there are those that believe he was lost, but uh, there's also indication that he repented and came back to God at the very end, which is why he said the sum total of all is what? Fear God and keep his commandments. I guess he learned his lesson. Well, in James chapter 4, look at these verses, beginning at verse 6. But he gives more grace, wherefore he said, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Now notice this, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves, those two words. Humble yourselves is something that we do ourselves. We humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. In other words, humbling ourselves is an act of submission to God. And as we submit ourselves to him with all humility of heart, he will lift us up to the place where he wants us to be. So notice it's a command that he gives us. Humble yourself. It's not a suggestion. It's something that we do intentionally, something we do on purpose. Humble myself in the sight of almighty God that he could lift me up and add more grace to my life and his hand to be upon us in a powerful and glorious way. Now, here's the option, the choice. We can humble ourselves, or God can humble us. Look in the book of Daniel, and remember what happened to Nebuchadnezzar. Remember when Nebuchadnezzar said, look at my kingdom, look at what I've done, look what I've built, look at all that I have. Hmm, really? Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and glorify and honor the king of heaven. All his acts are just and true, and he is able to humble the proud. The words weren't even out of his mouth. When he said, look at what I've done, look at what I've accomplished, look at what I've achieved. The words weren't out of his mouth that he became like an animal. In other words, what God was showing him was without me, that's what you're reduced to. Without me, you can do nothing. Without me, you're empty. You think you could do all this on your own if I didn't give you the ability, the skill, the wisdom, the knowledge, or whatever it is. You can't do a thing without me, he was saying. So you think you're so great? You're so prideful? Like the devil was himself? I will. I will exalt. I will do. There you go. With me, you could do some things. Without me, absolutely nothing. Look at two more verses. 
here in uh, Proverbs chapter 16. Both of them are. Ready for it? Get your seatbelt on. Proverbs 16, verse 5. Everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. I, I, we need to read that again. Everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though hand joined in hand, he shall not be unpunished. The word abomination there means detestable. It means a cause of disgust. Wow. Strong words. But that's what the scripture says. As a matter of fact, there's another word that is attributed to hatred. Detestable and abomination, disgust and hatred. Look at the next in verses 18 and 19. And we'll close with these. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Better it is to be of an humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. I think there's a message in all this. Pride causes destruction. It was the root cause of Satan's destructible fall. He was rooted in this. He was so proud of who he was and thought that he could do it all apart from God that he ventured out to do that and step beyond the boundaries that God had for his existence. And in so doing, full of pride and arrogance before God, he attempted to overthrow God. And what happened? He was brought down low. If you exalt yourself, you'll be abased. If you abase yourself, you'll be exalted. And so what God wants for us is to humble ourselves and just place ourselves under the light of his scrutiny. Let him search our hearts. Let him try our reins. And let him help us remove any ounce of pride that may exist so we could give him all the glory and honor for everything he's ever done in our lives and through our lives because he deserves it all. Remember the Galatians, how they were caught up in thinking that they could keep the law? What they were saying is Christ wasn't enough. There's something that we have to do. Well, I've got good news for all of us. Christ was sufficient, all sufficient. And there's nothing that we can do to add to what he's already done. All we can do is humble ourselves and say, yes, you did it all. And by faith, I accept it. And I'm going to walk in the light of it. Amen. That's how God wants us to act.